0: And Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat to the last line of defense, and here goes Joseph. Joseph's gonna get
1: over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson comes
0: defensively! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black, and white. My name is Gable, and I'm joined for a semi-final pre- preview podcast. By my good friend and fellow Bath fan, Tom. Tom, exciting bloody times!
1: First time uh, in five years, G. Uh, back in the back in the semi-final of the of of the Premiership, and first time on this podcast, G. So yeah, hugely exciting times. We got there in the end somehow, um, um, but yeah, all that's behind us now. And um, yeah, we look ahead to a huge, huge game tomorrow uh, um, down at the service station that is Sandy Park.
0: Yeah, Tom, are we getting paid overtime for these extra podcasts we're having to put in at the back end of this season? You know, normally we just stick to the regular season, but um, hopefully, two more previews to come.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, if you're getting paid, then you know something. That I'm, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, and straight back, straight back into it, Drew, as well. Uh, obviously, we'll have the final in a couple of weeks. Win that, and then we'll only have um, what was it four or five weeks until we're we're, we're starting again against Newcastle. So. Um, yeah, no, no rest of the
0: wicked, but wouldn't have it any other way when we're winning. No, yeah, it is great, and I think in definitely different spirits to our previous podcast where we reviewed the heartbreaking draw to Saracens, which left playoff um, uh, playoff p- position out of our hands. Obviously, since then, Sale, who had twenty or so COVID confirmed cases, which is wild, uh, obviously had to forfeit that game against Worcester. Giving Bath that fourth position, Um, and I don't want to start this um, podcast off on a negative note, Tom. But I probably am going to um, by asking you: Do we actually deserve to be uh, in fourth position in the playoffs? Should our season have ended?
1: Well, I don't know. Like, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, you'd expect that Sale would have would have beaten Worcester, um, but ultimately, you know, they had twenty seven. Uh, positive tests so they haven't been managing the the challenges that every club has had to navigate um, as effectively and and ultimately uh, you know we went to their backyard a few weeks ago and and got the five points so I don't feel um, like we owe them anything in particular Um, it's nothing to do with us that they've got all these tests Um, uh, we should have beaten Saracens we should have beaten Wasps as well and we should have um, uh, uh you know, left it in our hands that we've been in the top four. We didn't do that. We we put it back into sales hands and they weren't able to to, to satisfy the requirements. So uh, yeah, no, no concerns from mine to be honest G. I would much rather go into the Rico arena, uh where I think we'd have a very, very good chance of of getting into that final. Um I think it's a it's a it's a much tougher test against Exeter, but then ultimately, you know, you've you've got to beat the best um
0: as 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 we've said. Yeah, and I think it's important to know as well, Tom, just one incredible achievement this has been to get in the top four from from where we were. Like I I listened back uh, this afternoon to the the podcast we did, uh, kind of previewing the second half of this season. Um, And at that point, we were just two points ahead of London Irish, who are our next opponents. We're now 33 points ahead of London Irish, which is just crazy to see kind of where those two clubs have gone and just how well Bath have kind of got on since then. I think I speculated on that podcast that we'd need maybe between 58 and 60 points to get into that top four. Well, Bath have got 67 points, which is just a remarkable achievement. I don't think anyone, we certainly weren't predicting just quite the um, incredible uh, turnaround in Bath season, incredible trajectory that we We've been on which has left us in this fourth position just a couple of things that I'll say have been have been vital um, looking back on this period on before we preview that extra game and first of all kind of a the management of, of these players um, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the way that we haven't really picked up any serious injuries I think Zach Merce is kind of the only guy who we're really not accounting for at this point mm. apart from that um, as we'll see when, when we come on to talk about bar selection we, we've really had no injuries, and I think that's you know obviously credit to the players, but credit to, to, to the management staff, uh, the, 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 um, the physio staff, the medical staff, um, and I think the way that Hooper uh, and all the coaches have managed the players throughout this period. Uh, uh, kind of unbeaten, apart from that game against Wasps, picking the games where we're going to play our second team and going all guns blazing at, at other games. I think it's been, you know, a remarkable achievement, and so so I would agree with you. It's kind of um, fully well deserved that that this Bath team. Um, are in the playoffs. I think there are probably five deserving teams for the playoffs this year, uh, and there's seven crap teams in in the league this year. I think unfortunately, uh, you know, one had to miss out, and that was Sale. And I think in particular that Sale away win kind of shows, you know, that on that pre on that preseason podcast, on we were so skeptical and so pessimistic about that game, and to go out there and get five points just shows kind of how it is deserved and how kind of we've turned it around.
1: Yeah, I think Saracens would potentially um, not be too happy described by you as crap, uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I take your point. There's a bit of a bit of a divide between that that top five and in terms of points in the league, and then yeah, a huge drop off, as you say. And you know, I think you're absolutely right. We've been we've been fantastic in this in this post lockdown period. I think you know, you've got to say the guys that have come in. And, you know, thinking particularly really of, of Ben Spencer. Um, and the incredible impact that he's had, mm. uh, Cam Path and, and Josh Matavesi, as well in that inside centre shirt, have, have both been um, hugely positive, both both on and off the field, um, as we know. And I think the other thing, G, is is something that Bar fans have have been frustrated with for season upon season. It's just we've got this incredible playing squad, incredible facilities, but we've got injuries. We've got players away, at, you know, on international duty because they're, you know, they're so talented, and, and we've got such a, um, an, a you know, a, an English um, a squad in terms of guys being a proportion of guys being able to being able to be be qualified. So we have never really seen a situation, and we might not again see a situation where we get all of our squad playing together in this way. Um, and I think if we hadn't turned it around, and if we hadn't started shooting up the table in the way that, that we did. Um, it would have been quite tough to 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 to, to see because it would have been sort of where next um, mm. uh, with all the, all the kind of things in our favour from from that point of view. So yeah, we've had some selection consistency. It's been managed really really well, and um, and and we've we've you know we've seen the results. Of that only kind of eight or ten points I think off the top of my head behind Exeter Chiefs. Uh, so that's a, a fantastic achievement to, to 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 do what we've done, and we're and we're hugely deserved of, of of top four.
0: Yeah, and getting bonus points as well was something which we cried mm. out for uh, and, and, you know, have delivered on, which was a complete contrast to the way we went about our... our, our yeah, season.
1: I think it's been like 3.4 tries per game post-lockdown compared to um, something like 1.7 or something for the pre-lockdown portion of the season. Um, it was a really good graphic, actually, on, on Twitter. I can't, I can't remember the figures now, but kind of comparing the pre and post um uh sort of across the the board there and and the improvements are stark and and, and there to see
0: yeah, it has been great and, you know, hopefully two more games of this great Bath team left in this season. Um, and let's look ahead to the first of those, Tom, uh, at the Shell Garage uh, against Exeter Chiefs uh, on Saturday afternoon. Bath have picked an extremely strong side, I would say. Three changes, Ellis, Redpath and thockenasega get in uh, for Williams, Matavesi and Rocca missing out. Tom, happy with those changes. Is this as strong as we get?
1: I think it is. Um, I think that that top fifteen there is is probably the the, the you know the form um, and and the most well balanced team that we can we can put out um, with the possible exception, as you say, G, of, of Zach Mercer, who again it seems like he's picked up a, a niggle being out of the out of the twenty three. But I think you know we know that he's more of a number eight. Falautau has really bucked up his ideas in the last month or so. Um, so uh, may, maybe he doesn't actually um, you know get in the, get in the team if fit particularly against kind of what is um, you know a very um, physical um, uh, extra pack there. So yeah GI you know uh, I think this is as, as, as about as strong as it gets as I say Cameron Redpath and, and Matavesi probably being the other um, I guess slightly contentious point in that in that 12 shirt. We've seen Mattabasi start and Redpath come on sort of um, generally soon after half time. Um, but I think you know we'll come on to some of the things that that um, that potentially areas to exploit. Um, but I think you know his uh, distributing ability that we've seen I think is is going to be potentially key um, in trying to get an advantage out wide. Um, and I think that's why kind of Stuart Hooper's opted
0: for opted for Redpath. Um, and yeah, fantastic team G. Yeah, we're going to come on to kind of how we beat this extra Chiefs team in a minute Tom um, but before we do that Exeter Chiefs have picked their team obviously without Jack now the, the the notable omission from their team apart from that though they've also gone all guns blazing no temptation I guess it would be to rest ahead of what are two uh, potentially for them biggest weeks in, in their club's very short and brief history um, Tom I'm going to pick out a, a, a couple of a matchup and, and then why don't you pick out a matchup and I'm going to start in the 15th Uh, you know is this the Lions battle for for the 15 shirt you know I think Liam Williams may argue but Stuart Hogg and uh, and Anthony Watson two fantastic players two players that are so key to to what their teams do in in the way that they counter attack uh, and make the right decisions from from, uh, the the fullback shirt yeah a a battle that I can't wait uh, to watch and, and yeah whilst it may not be uh, one of those battles which has a ultimate deciding factor on the game because they're probably very rarely going to come kind of close together. Um, two players that are great to watch and kind of two players that particularly Watson, I can't wait to see.
1: Yeah, that's a, as you say a fantastic matchup. We spoke in the the last game um, about the you know the potentially Lions, but certainly international matchups um, across the across the pitch there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many. I think Jonathan Joseph and Henry Slade is a particularly mm. interesting one for the neutrals um, and for England fans, particularly with Manny getting um, having kind of long-term injuries. So that's probably, you know, um, a kind of direct choice there in that particular shirt. But unsurprisingly, I am going to go for Benno Obano and Harry Williams. Uh, I think, you know, I haven't actually looked at the forecast for tomorrow for... Um, for Sandy Park but if it's anything like up here in, in Bristol um, potentially going to be a bit of a day for the, for the forwards um, and you know abano has been fantastic he's just been brilliant since um, the, 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 the season's restarted and, and to be honest prior to, prior to that time one of the shining lights picked up a couple of Man of the Match awards um, just the impact he's having around the field is kind of as we expect but also he seems to have tightened up that, that set-piece game hugely I think against against Saracens, that was obviously an area where, for some strange reason and uncharacteristically, um, we really struggled, and that allowed them to get back into the game and close that that fourteen point deficit as we as we discussed. Um, so I think it's huge for him and for Will Stewart in the tight head shirt that those guys bounce back. Harry Williams is, you know, Will Stewart's. Probably closest competitor for that eighteen jersey, that um, uh, sub prop jersey for England. Um, he's very, very strong scrummager, big man, um, and uh, I, I think he's a he's a bit of a danger. So yeah, Abano and, uh, and and Will Stewart for me will be will be a huge match-up. Um, first scrum G, um, and who gets the nudge on there could you know determine um, who manages to to get the edge, get the field position um, to, to to make their advantage tell. I think.
0: Mm, good analysis Tom uh, but all based on the fact that you think it might rain when it's going to be dry tomorrow in Exeter but uh, undoubtedly the scrum will have a key uh, impact on the game and we do need to get a foothold in that because when we've played well this season that's been absolutely pivotal and it wasn't against Saracens and that is why you know one of the principal reasons why it all fell apart at the Allianz, so we can't afford to let that happen again. One more match up, quickly for me, Tom. Kind of looking to England as well is Johnny Hill against Charlie Yule's. You know, in 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 a fight, I guess to partner uh, um, Mariotoeje uh, in that uh, in that England. Johnny squad, Hill. Mate. Johnny Hill got an England cup? Uh, he'll be in the England squad, mate. Has he got an England cup? No, but I don't think Charlie Yule's oh, got that. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> all right well i'm glad you put my worries to bed but um yeah i think you'lls uh, and in the line out uh, yours and hill which is going to be key 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 mm-hmm. area of the game um that is that that battle uh, is one i think will be key clearly you uh, think that bath have a huge edge on that one tom um how do we beat the, the this extra chiefs team then tom clearly you think it's just target johnny hill well,
1: well, I'm obviously being, you know, tongue in cheek. I I, I fully understand that this is a tough challenge. Um, you know, twelve point favourites with the with the bookies are are the Chiefs, um, and it's going to be very tough. Um, I think when we can look at these matches matchups on paper, you may even say we've got the you know the edge um, when when you look down those down those team sheets potentially. But we know, G, as I said so many times before, the game's not played on paper played on grass and I think you know Exeter know now after their four or five um, or three or four years of, of real success they kind of know how to, to get the job done in finals in the premiership as I say we um, are really on the up at the moment and it's fantastic but this is the first um, uh, you know um Uh, Semi-final. Now that we've been involved in, um, obviously, since we got to the final back in the 14, 15 season. So um, I think you know, from a mentality perspective, they'll go into it fully um, expecting that they're able to to get the job done across the across the full 80. Um, And you know, equally, we need to go out there with the mentality that we've really got nothing to lose. You know, we've 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 got into fourth place, um, fourth against first. We're not expected to. To win the game i would say by by most neutrals um so i think if we can start really really fast um try to put them on the back foot as we did so effectively against against saracens um you know uh, that's gonna be hugely important in terms of specific specific points to you i think um, I'll probably pick out a couple of a couple of areas um the i i think as i mentioned the the kind of battle out wide is going to be really key i think not having jack now someone of his experience and particularly someone of his kind of defensive ability, um, against, um, uh, Joe, Joe Thocke Osega, who obviously be coming back. I think that's huge. And I think that's an area, um, where potentially we haven't used our, our wingers to, to, um, as effective as, as effectively as we, we should have done. But I'd really like to see Thock and Osega, um, and McConaughey coming into the game early, getting their hands on the ball early and, uh, challenging, hollywood um, Woodburn and and, and Tom Mafati on their on their outside shoulders.
0: Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to score tries, aren't we, to beat this Exeter side? And, and getting the ha- getting the ball in the hands of our outside backs is going to be key to that. But I think when you play Exeter, it's very clear how they want to beat you. Um, you know they want to get within five meters of the line and then they want to push it over and they're so 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 effective at that you know it is almost impossible to stop them that is how I'd estimate about 80 percent of their tries come from that sort of position and with their forwards just kind of grunting over or they get an advantage and then they score out wide and I think you know whilst we've got to do our best to stop that we're probably not going to be able to stop that being realistic. They're probably going to score two, maybe three tries from that. So we're going to have to score. We're also going to have to try and limit the number of opportunities they get in with, with the ball inside our five-metre line. And I think there are two ways that, that Bath can do that. So the first one is we've got to be whiter than white at the breakdown and in all discipline areas. We can't afford to to kind of let what happened in the first half against Saracens happen again, where we conceded eight or nine penalties. But if we do that on Saturday, we'll be able to go home at five fifteen because the game will be done. We've got to keep them outside of our twenty-two. Uh, and the other thing we've got to do, Tom, is we've got to compete at every single line-out. I don't care if it's on our five-metre line, if it's on their five-metre line, if it's on the 22, wherever it is, just stick a man up and try and disrupt their ball. Because once they get it down, yeah, it's all very well, you can get the early night, But once they get it down, they're going to push you over. Calum Dicky is a very good try-scoring hooker, but his darts are suspect. So get a man up, get Faletel, get Yules, get... um. Underhill, get get those boys up at every single line out and we'll have a chance of beating them. Don't not compete because you want to get that early push because that just doesn't work against Exeter. I think mean, if we do those two things, then we've got a mighty good chance of beating them.
1: Yeah, massive. I think you're absolutely right on the discipline point. Um, I think, like you say, it's, it's very difficult to, to stop them scoring once they do get to close quarters like that. Um, they're so effective at coming in waves um, targeting kind of the base of that post almost, um, and uh, 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 with that pick and go. Um, but yeah, as you say, the thing that we can control is if letting them get into that position all too often. If if we're in a situation, gee, as we were against Saracens at half time, when it's ten penalties to one conceded, that uh, we will certainly not be ahead in the game, um, and they likely will have will have would have put the game. Um, to bed as they as, as, as they so often do so yeah that's key I uh, completely agree I think the other thing that we need to do um, uh, we've made a few digs at Exeter already I think getting them in early potentially um, while we still can but um, Sandy Park otherwise known as Windy Park definitely seen that a few times on social media um, and, and you know that's going to be key I mean obviously those guys play there um, uh, every other week they know the dimensions really well but I think that's an area where particularly with Ben Spencer coming into the squad um, has been so accurate and so effective, and you know, you look at the the difference there in experience between Ben Spencer and Rhys Priestland um, and Jack Maunder, um and Joe Simmons. So, um, I think to be honest, we've we've certainly got the advantage there um, in the nine shirt. I think that's the one area um, with Nick White gone where I think there's a there's a bit of inexperience. It's maybe a bit um, um, kind of a, a bit lighter in terms of depth. So. Um, kicking down into those corners, really making the most of any wind advantage we have will be key because they will certainly do that um, when when they get the win with them and they'll try and put us under pressure um, uh, down in our corner. And you spoke about Luke Cowan-Dickey and the line outs, that's an area that I think Stuart Barnes has been quite vocal on um, about how we uh, win this. But um, it works both ways, you know, competing uh, when we're back on our line and trying to stop from getting that driving maul um, but also pinning them back into their own Um, 22, um, making him throw in um, in an uncomfortable position and trying to get loose ball or or turnovers close to their line. Um, And that comes from, um, you know, good effective kicking. Um, And I think that will certainly be um, in the mind of of Stuart Hooper and and Ben
0: Spencer and co. Mm. I, I think, you know, we're not exactly in denial here, this is going to be very, very tough. But I think two kind of reasons to be optimistic for, for Bath fans. And I think the first one is the fact that, yeah, it's a way, but how important is home advantage with no crowd? And, and kind of, I picked this point up from when we I listened back to the preseason podcast we did Tom because you said um that the home advantage was not going to have a very, a very big impact um in the post lockdown era and you're at, you're absolutely spot on Bath have been unbeaten uh, on the road since lockdown and I think our away record prior to lockdown and certainly last season was diabolical. So I think that isn't a, as big a factor as it would be going to, to, to the Shell garage with, um, you know, 20,000 uh, or however many they cram into the service station, extra fans there. And I think the other uh, kind of important kind of reason to be hopeful is that will Exeter have one eye on next weekend? Um, you know it's a huge weekend for them next season uh, uh, and and whilst they'll never admit that the European cup's more important for them this year and 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 they they be they'd be They'd be, they'd be, in, they wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't be rugby players if they didn't have one eye on, on winning that. So, you know, can we catch them cold? This team haven't played together for for a couple of weeks now. They've rested them ahead of this semi-final. Can we catch them cold with one eye on, on next weekend? Um, I think there are two reasons why, you know, we can be optimistic. And uh, 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 and and uh, as the great Silvio from The Sopranos says, just as they. Just as I thought I was out, they pull me back in.
1: Yeah, um, I, 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 I think it's spot on. I think um, not only will they potentially be be looking ahead slightly, as you as you said, but also like there's from their perspective, there's been a fair bit of uncertainty. So if you imagine you're an extra player training this week ahead of ahead of the game tomorrow, they up until Wednesday, they could either have been playing Sale or they could have been playing us. Whereas we knew that we could train for extra all week, and then it's either extra or nothing, so we could put our, all our eggs in the extra basket. Whereas you know, when they're doing their Monday um, Monday reviews and looking ahead at what the week looks like, they've got to look at two different eventualities. So I think um, I think from that perspective as well, you know, will will their week have been a little bit disrupted, um, um, and, and kind of as you say, will there be will they be looking ahead to the to the following week as well? So um, you know, I think. Um, Rob Baxter, um, I think he, he from everything you hear, he's a very level headed, calm guy and he'll have he'll have managed it very well. Um and maybe we're clutching at straws here, G. You know, the um the last game before lockdown, for example, um we went down to, to Sandy Park and, and really, really struggled, you know, lost very, very comfortably. But I think it's fair to see fair to say that we are a completely different side now, um, in terms of the 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 confidence and the form that we're showing and and, and the personnel that we've that we've mentioned. So um yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's gonna be hugely tough. We've got nothing to lose though, and and and, and they do. So um I think if we go into it with that mentality, and um, start fast as we did against against Saracens. Um yeah, you, you never know. You never know.
0: Yeah, you do never know. Um but in twenty four hours time Tom we'll we will pretty much know. So uh, yeah, it's exciting times. It's nervous times, um, but it's great time to be a Bath fan, a semi-final to look forward to. Um, Thank you very much for joining me, Tom. Thank you very much for tuning in again. uh, It's felt like a marathon season, but thank you for sticking with us um, and, and hit subscribe, review, get in touch with us with your thoughts. Um, We'll be back come win or lose, come rain or shine, come thick or thin, on Monday to review that and hopefully look ahead uh, to, to um, a Premiership final. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us and enjoy the rugby on Saturday.